Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got reviews of an uninspiring phone and a kick-ass coffee maker. Google's Pixel 4a, a mid-range Android phone, has been widely praised by the tech press. Pixel 4a is the most aggressive, impressive phone that Google has ever made. But InputMag.com senior reviews editor Ray Wong doesn't see what the big deal is. In his review of the Pixel 4a, Ray deems the $349 device, quote-unquote, forgettable. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. Why do Pixels even exist if they simply can't compete against pricier premium phones or more affordable mid-range devices? I strongly believe it's time for Google to either bow out of making its own phones or reboot the Pixel as a budget phone that costs even less or as a device that truly competes head-on with the flagship iPhone, Samsung Galaxy, and OnePlus phones in the world. Welcome back to the show, Ray. Thanks for having me. To put it mildly, you were disappointed with the Pixel 4a. Why? It feels cheap. First of all, it is cheap. It starts at 350 bucks, which is a great price for a phone, you know, in a world of $1,000 phones. But it just feels cheap. Features are cheap. It's a mid-range processor. And despite having a really good camera, the night mode is pretty slow when it comes to processing. So honestly, I don't know why people are so excited about this phone. You know, there are plenty of mid-range phones and more affordable devices at similar price points that have more features and are more powerful. You were recently on the show talking about another mid-range phone, the OnePlus Nord. How do these two phones compare? It's not even a contest. The Nord completely embarrasses the Pixel 4a. It has a larger screen with a faster refresh rate, more cameras on the back and front, four on the back versus one on the Pixel 4a, two cameras on the front versus one on the Pixel 4a, a larger battery, it's got faster charging, and it's made of more premium materials. So do you see any reason to actually buy a Pixel 4a? Yeah, there are a couple of reasons. If you live in the US, then you can't get a Nord. So maybe the Pixel 4a is the way to go. You know, it also comes with stock Android, which is the cleanest, most bloat-free version of Android you can get. But again, the Nord also has Oxygen OS, which is based off of pure Android as well. I guess the Pixel 4a has the advantage of, you know, having three years worth of software updates. But the Nord is also backed by OnePlus, and that should get at least two years of software updates as well. So really, if you cannot get another device with better features at the same price or similar pricing, then you should consider the uh, Pixel 4a. So in the piece, you have some words of advice for Google. How can they up their phone game? You know, I think the Pixel 4a is real proof that Google has no idea what it's doing anymore. Maybe it had a vision with the original Pixel in 2016, and that was to be a flagship phone and take on the iPhone and the Samsung Galaxy of the world. But the Pixel really has fallen from its original vision, and now it's just this mid-range device that's really cheap, low-cost, cheap-feeling, and, you know, doesn't compete, in my opinion. There are too many good phones out there that just have better features at a more competitive price, and smartphones are very cutthroat now, and Google just didn't bring it. So, honestly, I think Google should just reboot the Pixel series or kill it all together. You can follow Ray on Twitter at Ray Wongi. Now on to today's second story.
InputMag.com editor-in-chief Joshua Topolsky got fed up with Keurig's K-Cup coffee system, which is terrible for the environment and pricey to boot. Shmeesh, it's just 300 bucks. What is that, like 100 cups of coffee? That's it! I'm getting 100 cups of coffee, starting now. So he bought a super automatic espresso machine, the $530 DeLonghi ESAM 3300, which he says changed his life. Welcome to the world of DeLonghi, where you're about to enter a whole new coffee experience. You'll discover why good coffee is a way of life in Italy. And espresso, thanks to DeLonghi, you can now make it easily at home. Here's Joshua reading an excerpt from his review of the machine. For a very long time, I used all manner of Keurig machines. The K-Cup system, while producing a reasonably decent cup of coffee and doing it in a very timely fashion, is also horrible for the environment and pretty damn expensive. But then I was made aware of something magical, something life-changing, something that would alter the way I drink my coffee forever. That thing is called a super automatic espresso machine, and it will mess you up in the best way possible. Welcome back to the show, Josh. Thank you for having me. So how did the espresso maker that you ended up getting, which is a DeLonghi ESAM 3300, change your life? My wife, Laura, doesn't mind brewing a pot of coffee. She's happy to do it. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm desperate for an immediate fix of caffeine. And so we got a K-cup machine and the K-cup machine is, is really pretty capable of making a good strong cup of coffee and doing it very quickly because you're doing a single cup brew. You just throw the pot in there and move on with your life. But they are very bad for the environment. We've had a couple that have broken. They seem to break very easily. And I discovered that there was this thing. I was kind of like perusing, like, what are my options for making coffee quickly? And I started to discover that there was this whole other class of coffee machine called super automatic. They're usually super automatic espresso makers. And they essentially, they almost make a pod in the machine. Like the way the K-Cup machine asks you to put a pod in there, the super automatic machine will create a pod of coffee for a single serving inside of the machine. And so it's sort of like the best of drip or espresso making with the best of K-cups because it does it all instantly and automatically. It takes a little bit longer than a K-cup to brew, but not that much longer. And the quality of the coffee is like off the charts. And so I've discovered that these things existed. And then I honestly, I made just sort of like a random choice. There was a well-reviewed DeLonghi machine. People said, this is pretty good if you're getting into this world. And I was like, all right, I'll roll the dice. And it uh, has been amazing. And from what I understand, it actually grinds the beans in the machine. It grinds the beans. Yeah, it has a compartment for beans. It has a reservoir for water. It even has a separate compartment where you can put decaf coffee in if you want to also make people decaf coffee while you still have your full caffeinated beans in the machine. But anyhow, it has this compartment for the beans. It grinds the beans to whatever level you want them ground to. It presses them into a puck inside of the machine and then it brews the coffee through that cup and it can do a small espresso it can do a big you know full cup of coffee you can change the strength of it it's truly you know an incredible experience it sounds like an incredible experience but 530 dollars is pretty steep for a coffee maker how can you justify that expense the one thing that's nice is i know that there are people who spend far more on coffee systems i mean i, I know people who have you know multi-thousand dollar espresso machines so i i can kind of temper it by going like well in the grand scheme of my coffee spending. This is pretty modest. But yeah, so I mean, the expense isn't that great when you start to compare it to a decent K-cup machine, the cost of the pods, and then the environmental damage that you're doing. Plus, I see obviously added value that we get this wonderful, very strong compost coffee. You can follow Joshua on Twitter at Joshua Topolsky, and I am at Mark Yarm. 
For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.